Welcome to Talking Hogs, the podcast that's on the naughty list and is totally cool with it. Yeah. The rules are simple. Two pigs battle it out to appease the will of the hog father. Whoever sways his opinion is the champion, and whoever loses, well, they're a piece of shit. But alas, all is not what it seems on the killing floor as the hog father has tricks up his sleeve to turn the tides. This week, it's me, Danny B. Today's topic, Christmas Sampler. Casey, Aaron, are you ready? Yes, yes Hogfather. Father. Then may the gods have mercy on your soul. I like a sampler. I like yeah. Variety. Guys, listen, I'm going to come out the gate with an unpopular opinion that like, I'm not the biggest fucking fan of Christmas, y'all. Not surprised. I mean, who doesn't love gifts? Who doesn't love seeing their friends? And don't get me wrong. I love getting y'all stuff and seeing smiles on your faces. Or I guess in the case of Aaron, tell him we'll get him something, never get him something. He gets me something on purpose. It's tradition. <laughs> it's tradition that I don't get Aaron anything. Um, but for our holiday lovings, we're going to talk about the things about Christmas that I think are kind of cool. So I've broken down my areas of expertise and interest into a few sections, and I've filled them with a little bit of Christmas knowledge and trivia that I'm going to get you guys to talk about today. First thing we're going to talk about in one of my many interests would be serial killers, true crime, murders and such. So, you know, I did some looking on the internet, ended up on a few lists. So we're going to talk about some Christmas murders. And, you know, surprisingly enough, guys, there are a shit ton of killings at Christmas time. That makes sense. Hey, people aren't getting what everybody else is. That's jealousy. Yeah, I read about a riot in Dayton where people just went on a killing spree just for joy kills. Well, that's just, like a weekend in Dayton. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but today, you know, this is funny because as soon as I started doing the research, I was like, oh shit, I forgot all about this. Well, we're going to talk about the JonBenet Ramsey murders. Oh shit. That happened on Christmas day. It did. 1996. I did not remember that. Everybody Damn. take your minds back. Put your, put your Walkman in your pocket. Turn the super bass off on your jam box. get up. Turn off your Nintendo 64. And let's go back to the JonBenet Ramsey murder. So, for those who don't know, which, believe it or not, I've talked to a few people this week about it, and they're like, who the fuck is that? Um, really? Yeah, well, I mean, people, we're old. That shows our age. Yeah, yeah we're old. Sure. So, um, but for those who don't know, JonBenet Ramsey was a young girl who was a pretty big deal in the child pageant scene who was murdered in her own home on December 25th, 1996. Um... Got a few tidbits here. <laughs> Child beauty queen who was killed at the age of six in her family's home in Boulder, Colorado. A lengthy handwritten ransom note was found in the home. Her father, John, found the girl's body in the basement of their house about seven after hours after she had been reported missing. She sustained broken, a broken skull from a blow to the head and had been strangled, and a garrote was found tied around her neck. The autopsy report stated the official cause of death was asphyxia strangulation associated with cerebral trauma. That's rough, so, bro. First thing I got to talk about, and you know, like I'm really bringing the Christmas joy in hard. Merry right Christmas. Hey, man, look, <laughs> I was put in charge. Don't put me in charge of things. This is what happens. You <laughs> said, Daniel, you're making Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> we are five minutes in and a child so, is dead. Let's talk about child murder first. Right <laughs> off the bat. 
Um, what do you guys? I know we were kids. What I was about ten. Rest of y'all pretty close. What are your memories of this? I I remember it being kind of everywhere. Casey, uh, I actually can't remember this. Uh, really, I actually can't. Uh, I remember it being on America's Most Wanted a lot. Yeah, I would, I would watch it on Saturday Night with The Simpsons, and then yeah. America's Most Wanted would be like uh, after Cops, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, that was a good Saturdays were, God, were cool. they were weren't they? And Fox had it on. I so, and I only watched shit about the case when I was like over uh, like at my dad's every other weekend, and me and him would just like watch America's Most Wanted about John Bonet. That's what I remember is mostly uh, America's Most Wanted and The Simpsons. Yeah, Aaron, do you remember? I mean, you're same age as me. Do you remember this stuff? Not really until it was uh, something that I'd learned after the fact. It was more hindsight for me because, like, when I was that age, it was all Nickelodeon and then Nick at Night and news was boring. Right. I I didn't really get any of this until down the road. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that happened when I was that age. I remember my parents talking about it. I remember it being on, like, tabloid newspapers in the grocery store in the checkout line because you're standing there with mom. It's like, mom, I want a candy bar. It still is. Yeah, and it is. And it's like, bat. she's become like Bat Boy on the Weekly <laughs> World <laughs> yeah, News. It's it's like, John Bonet, fired again, 47 <laughs> years old. Um, so, since we don't remember a whole lot about it, we're going to move through this pretty quickly. Do you do you believe the official story? I think you know, there, there was a ransom note, kidnappers, John Bonet's father was a wealthy businessman, worked with an aerospace company, doing some shady business with some business name like Not Evil Corp or like Hyper Global Meganet, like one of those companies. Do you believe that she was assassinated to get back at him or do you think it was an inside job? Do you think there's something fishy there? Oh, I mean, what from what I can remember, I just went ahead and assumed, yeah, the parents did it. Now, this yeah. is a comedy podcast. We are not liable <laughs> for anything. But no, I think that's the total Bonet consensus. Ramses cannot sue us. I, it definitely Come sounded me, like an bro. it sounded like an inside job. I mean, if anything, it seems like cases like that that remain in the public eye for so long is like because there was so much evidence against like how I don't know, it seemed like it was probably uh, some some something yeah that went something on. shady. I think that's the consensus though. Is like they did all this proof to prove the parents weren't it, but everybody just like yeah okay yeah, all right yeah that seems right. Uh, Casey who kind of talked about it but as far as your theories go like who actually did it oh the parents oh yeah yeah Aaron any contradictory theories ancient bird gods ritual success sacrifice we are not liable you know (laughs) the parents are what I want to think but maybe that's what I'm supposed to think (coughs) is what I'm what somebody uh Wanted me to think seven hours and then now. boom, my kids in the basement. Honey, oh, I, no, checked, I found her. I checked, honey, clone, clone people hang up it the phone with the cops. Clone people, oh, were so made to look like them had the same DNA, had the same motives. Like they just that could have been the hit. They That's one of the clones. theories is that her mother was a CIA sleeper agent and was like programmed with LSD and mind control and then yeah. like they activated the kill phrase. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Not liable. Not <laughs> liable. <laughs> Comedy jokes. Okay, so leaving this topic very quickly, can anyone name me a worse Christmas present to find under the tree? Um... Oh my god Bring it on <laughs> Y'all been torturing my ass all day <laughs> Come have, get some have, uh, It's uh, it's going to be uh, what, What's the word I'm looking for um, Like forever Just an unending Perpetuity Of uh the the misery we know is life just no end oh the infinity. the worst the worst infinity christmas gift is, is infinity is what you give someone to really just ruin the endless them. void 
Probably like a pictures of my like pictures of my parents fucking. Yeah, that's a pretty awful Christmas that's present. Here you yeah. go, son. Here's some of me yeah. and your mama's videos. Hey, underneath the Christmas tree, uh, uh, Santa looks something extra special. Go down there, you look, you little fuck. You come here and go. Get your get your peepers on this. <gasps> it really messes you up later in life when you start looking more yeah. like your dad. And you're the like, long oh, con. No, I remember that oh, again? My it's balls me. look like his balls. Like so yes, that's my answer. That's a good one. All right, Casey, points on that one. Let's move on to another subject of mine. Uh, the occult. So I want to talk about Christmas and the occult, specifically the occult Celtic Roman origins of Christmas itself. And I know we all know the stories. Christmas is bullshit. We don't know shit about it. It's all made up. But there is a ritual that's tied closest to it, and that is the Roman celebration of Saturnalia. All right, This is celebrated across several belief systems, across a, few, a handful of witchier circles. But basically, Saturnalia, held in mid-December, is an ancient Roman pagan festival honoring the agricultural god Saturn. Saturnalia celebrations are the source of many of the traditions we now associate with Christmas. Okay, So during Saturnalia, work and business came to a halt. Schools and courts of law closed, and the normal social patterns were suspended instead of working. Romans spent Saturnalia gambling, singing, playing music, feasting, socializing, and giving each other gifts. So, do you guys celebrate Saturnalia? Do you honor these ancient traditions in your own Christmas celebrations? Gambling, feasting, giving people gifts. Are these the things that you do? Hell yeah, baby. I'm all about that shit. That sounds like a good time, and it sounds way better than just going over to see old Grammy and Grampy for some worn-out Turk. Just shut society down altogether. Nobody's yeah, yeah. working. More than Everybody's two days. Home. Everything needs to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I do already do that. I mean, as long as you count like sports bets, I, I definitely gamble there too. Cool, Casey. Do you uh do you celebrate Saturnalia properly in your household this time of year? Well, we don't. The only thing, well, hmm, the only thing we gamble on is if our kids like the presents. Thank you. Oh, yeah, uh, that is a gamble. So <laughs> that's a gamble. I, that's uh, I, I guess in that respect, yes, I do I practice the art of Saturnalia. Oh, nice Saturnalia. Saturn, I'm kind of sad you don't just gamble with the, the kids and take their money. Uh, yeah. That's what I did with their college funds. Yeah, there you can we play go. Monopoly with you, Pat Pat. <laughs> I rob you blind. Uh, on the last day of Saturnalia, celebrations known as Sigillara, many Romans give their friends and loved ones small terracotta figurines known terracotta. as Signalera, which may have referred back to older celebrations involving human sacrifice. Is human sacrifice an important aspect of Christmas? I sacrificed myself 364 days a fucking That's year. Right. Put the work one, in, baby. Are you talking about in. jerking off? Uh yeah, if you he's talking. One, you take the one day off a year. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the one day where I said not today, damn now, it, man. and I wrestle it back in my fucking Wranglers. Aaron, is human sacrifice an important aspect of Christmas? It is, and it's the uh, the sacrifice of the, the sacrifice of the weakest link. You you just agree as a community who the weakest member is, and you uh, you sacrifice them. You you just you know just kind of put them out there in the water. And and let them flounder around for a while while you throw rocks at them and uh, eventually they drown. And wow, it's a, a that's lesson terrible. for everyone. That's else. a terrible Christmas, Aaron. <laughs> I hate Christmas at your house. It's never coming Christmas. over again. Uh, so Casey, how do you honor this tradition of human sacrifice in your home at Christmas time? Um, how do I honor it? Yeah, uh, I look as I said a moment ago. I sacrifice my fucking self all goddamn year for one fucking day. So we don't sacrifice anything on that day because I've already paid the fucking price with my back, my spine, my dick. It's broken in half. All the work I do, 
all of it for one fucking day. Wow. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All this work for <laughs> one day. We're somewhat similar in that regard. Like when I'm talking about sacrificing the weakest person 364 days a year, you know what you're doing. You're damn well sure making sure you're not the weakest link. You get more pre- productivity out of people, and then you get that one day off, and you're, you're assured that you're not that weakest person. That sounds that sounds like you've got a plan. It, it sounds like premeditation, but it sounds like a plan nonetheless. <laughs> as long as it's for the greater good. We agreed as a community. So I want to finish this topic up by talking about the modern Christmas as we know it. It comes from the Roman occupation and the Western Christian churches kind of deciding to celebrate Christmas Hell on the yeah. 25th to incorporate Saturnalia of the people that they've mercilessly slaughtered and taken their land because you want to be sensitive. Um is the Christmas holiday a good means of diplomacy? Is it something you can wield as a weapon and be like, take over a country, um, barter with someone? It can. Can the Christmas holiday be used to sway people? Sure thing. That that's the payoff. Like you, you tell people that you only have one person that you need to sacrifice each year. That you can stop all this killing and pillaging along right. the way. It's like, listen, if you just come into our community and just stop fighting back. You kind know, of like a purge. Everybody's going to be treated fairly. There's just one person that's going to leave us here. That's way better than the thousands we're taking out right now, isn't it? Right? Oh, come absolutely. On. We're reasonable. Casey, what other holidays could be useful as peace offerings during conquest? What other holidays can you offer up and trade to these civilizations? Uh... All right, this is going to be controversial. Oh, but good. Wow. Fourth of July. Yep. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go up to these people that are being assholes, and I'm saying, today you can light shit on fire and throw things Whee! into a, a, another fire to cook as hard and fast yeah. as you can. It's the most fire-filled holiday. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm going to look at these fucking people that don't like us, and I'm going to give them a PBR, and I'm going to smash their fucking head in with yeah, my head. Yeah, that's Fourth of July. Say, yeah, that's Fourth of July. American holiday. Bring American holidays elsewhere. I love it. It's perfect. All right, down to another popular popular topic of mine: extraterrestrials, them aliens, them greys, them squiggly little boogers. I'm gonna talk about Christmas and aliens, boys. Now this one took some digging. <laughs> this one took some digging. Uh, so come with me on a journey. On Christmas Eve, 1954, a small group of people gathered on the streets outside Dorothy Martin's home in Oak Park, Illinois, singing Christmas carols and waiting. But this was no symbolic vigil. They weren't waiting for the birth of baby Jesus. They were waiting to depart the earth. Because a day earlier, Martin had received a message telling her the group was to wait at that place and at that time for a flying saucer to land. They waited for 20 minutes for the spacemen to come pick them up. And when none arrived, they went back inside. I fuck this. But this wasn't the first time they were disappointed. This was the fourth Blue balled. Oh. All right. So this this small cult of people have waited for a coded message from extraterrestrials to picked up four times and fucked up. Can you honestly, Casey, how many times before you give the fuck up? An alien sends you a message, he tells you to do some shit, and he just stands you up on a date. How many how many chances does this motherfucker get? Two. The first one's on you, the second one's on me, babe. Oh shit, shame on me. Aaron, how many chances you give these alien hucksters? As many as it takes. How hard is it to stand out there and wait, man? Come no, on, fuck just that. get off your ass, stand out there for a little bit, and you know it, it make it could end up making its own festival. You make 
a holiday out of that. The waiting for the alien gods Christmas before Christmas holiday. That's a good right. time. You get out there, you drink a little, you play some yard games, and you wait for the aliens. It's no big deal. Yeah, it's a good Christmas holiday. It's time spent with the family. And that's what Christmas is all about. So listen, the reason they were standing outside waiting those aliens, it all started with a prophecy that a massive flood was coming on December 21st. And the message was just one of many that Martin, who was involved in Scientology and interested in flying saucers, so two great tastes that go great together, claimed to receive from beings she called the Guardians. Okay? So why did these aliens choose Dorothy from Possum Pecker, Illinois? What is special about Dorothy that they had to reach out to her to save her from this impending apocalypse? What makes her set apart? It's her childlike innocence and her virginity. <laughs> the virginity was the big thing. I'm 85. Fuck. <laughs> never been there. Never Somebody been taken. Somebody come here and help me. She is pure. Casey? Oh, they didn't. It was all a lie. Oh. It was all a lie. Dorothy was, she was kicking back one day with a 40 of old English. You know she, what? She said, watch this shit. She throws the ball at the wall. The beer gets on the floor. She goes outside and screams, they're coming, and they're coming tonight. And that's a euphemism. Oh, yeah. Poor Dorothy. And then she shit well, on the porch. Why didn't they show? <laughs> Why? It was so nice. She goes, ah, we have shit on the porch. We're going to believe her. Dorothy isn't doing well. <laughs> Aaron, why did they choose Dorothy? You know, because of uh, how... Oh, childlike innocence. Yeah, you know, yeah I forgot. Such right. a bullshit answer. It went in one ear and out the <laughs> there other. We go. There we go. Uh, I'm so sorry. Um, Nothing wholesome. Well, somebody tell me then, why didn't the aliens show up? Why'd they stand Dorothy up? It was going to be your first space Oh, because Dorothy's shit on the porch, dude. Is that it? Yeah, like, oh, Aaron, fuck this. contrary answers. Why'd they stand Dorothy up? They figured out she wasn't a virgin. Like, you uh, know, this one's been had. People like to lie about that, and they really they need that. They need that uh, that mind that hasn't been clouded by those uh, sexual powers yet. Mm. Well, what other messages might Dorothy have received from these extraterrestrials? Not just the apocalypse ending. What were some of these communications like? Casey, what are some other messages Dorothy's getting from these space freaks? Please stop shitting on the porch. <laughs> You're embarrassing yourself, and you're bringing down the value of the community. Please stop. Please. What other messages is Dorothy getting from these extraterrestrials? Thick, long, rigid alien dick pics. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This one's split in two. That'll get that motor running. It's not even their dicks. It's somebody else's they've abducted. They just got a whole basket of them. They got to use a a fluff cock pick so they can get in the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, They're just like really just stroking one out in the bathroom like I got to get three-fourths. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's, it's Which not like three fourths an alien is really like seven eighths. Hold on, wait a second. I'll get it there again. Gotta get a little chub going. Give me some time. You gotta make it presentable. Okay, you gotta make it presentable. All right, listen. So, last topic, uh, interest to my choice. I did a little searching around for some Christmas ghosties, a little bit of Christmas hauntings here. And while I found several of moderate to not so interesting, I did find one that kind of stands out amongst the rest. This is the Headless Horseman of Ruse Hall. Okay. Ruse Hall in Suffolk lays claim to being one of the most haunted houses in England. The 16th century hall has a number of sinister connections, including a gruesome hanging tree and the mark of a devil's cloven hoof is said to be imprinted inside one of the building's cupboard. But perhaps the most dramatic haunting is supposed to happen every Christmas Eve. Legend has it that a headless horseman clatters down the driveway with his four black horses pulling a phantom coach, terrifying anyone who witnesses him. 
So somebody's got to give me an answer here. Why has this horseman abandoned his traditional Halloween holiday for Christmas? He hasn't abandoned his traditional Halloween holiday. See, this, this is classic misinformation. People got things wrong. This is just a, a good old tale of a, a headless man and his horse fiance living together too. in a home. That's where the hoof print they saw on the back of the cupboard was uh-huh. just her getting like, you know, the, the can beats out for the oh, holiday. Oh, he had a fit. devil wife. That, them, coming down, with her hooves. <laughs> them coming down the road in the wagon was just them returning from the grocery trip. This, oh. is, a, this is a fine thing, and people get scared because it's ghosts. They're not always scary, okay? It's just a Netflix. You get a Netflix special that shit right there. The ghost that haunted Christmas. Casey, why does he abandon Halloween for Christmas? Oh, it's because he doesn't have a head. He has no idea where he's going. <laughs> what time is it? So for 365 days a year, he just travels the world in a perfect circle and lands right back at that house. Oh, cool. So what gifts does the Headless Horseman bring on Christmas Day? Horse shit. <laughs> everywhere he stops, a little turd plops it's fucking out. everywhere. And it's, what gifts does he bring? It brings you the gift of life in their horrible, <laughs> horrible, headless person, horse hybrid baby. Jesus Christ, that's awful. Well, I got to ask the, pe- the posing question here. This horseman, he's very upset. Uh, we're going to try to appease him. What do you get a headless horseman for Christmas? His head. Ah, easy <laughs> answer. Aaron, he's still can, looking for it. Give me one better. Some head. It's not <laughs> oh, always yeah. great being with that yeah. horse physically. Yeah, I still got one of them, man. It still works. <laughs> Damn, it feels good, bro. That thing thinks it's a carrot. It's going to get a little dangerous. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now that we've done a little Christmas sampler, we're going to play today's game. This is where the meat is. Now, I've done, we are slowly but surely becoming the newest Dungeons & Dragons podcast <laughs> as we dip our toes more into the world of dice. I am going to use a, just a brush of Dungeons and Dragons. I've made character sheets for my two piglings here, representing their abilities and strengths. Uh, we'll post those on something, right, so people can see that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, cool as fuck. I'll make them. Good job. I'll finish them, us. and then we'll post them. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, I so. got you. So we've got a few dice here. They're going to make some rolls. This is the Holiday Death Dash. Oh, fuck yeah. My two hogs have waited until last minute to do their shopping, and Amazon has been burned to the ground by <laughs> protesters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're left with no choice but to brave a crowded mall filled to bursting with psychotic shoppers ready to kill for Christmas. <laughs> the mall's made a comeback. <laughs> it has to. It was almost burned down. Time is cyclical. (laughs) (laughs) They have to navigate the hellish halls of the mall to find the best gift they can for each person on the list. So I have a list of people you have to shop for. There's Meemaw. She wants something lacy for sexy time (laughs) with Peepaw. There's Uncle Jeffy. He needs something for his mysterious rash. (laughs) (laughs) Little cousin Jimmy wants something to help him with his bully problem. Sweet Aunt Sonia needs something to help her catch a man. Peep Hop needs something to keep her squirrels out of his begonias. <laughs> and your kind loving mama needs a new accessory for her dining room. Dear old dad, he needs a more powerful means of lawn care. And your sweet significant other needs a means of global domination. So. Okay. We're going to start at the top of the list. You have been thrust into this mall. You have your dice and you have your character sheets. Now, as the rules will go, 
Let me get past the list of relatives we're hunting for. Each hog will tell me where they are going to shop. Now, you're in this mall. I'm not going to sit here and lay out necessarily what stores are in this mall. Use your imagination to tell me what stores are in this mall. We're going, as we do, let Jesus take the wheel. Yes. And there can be whatever you want in here unless I jerk you around and take you somewhere else. Each hog will tell me where they're going to shop and will roll a D10 to determine their obstacle and then use their provided skills and talents to acquire the best gift possible, given their acquired obstacles. Will they make it out alive or just become another Christmas casualty? I'm fucking scared. Whomever whomever gets the most gifts for the people on their list wins. Now, that's the key here. You may get bumped around when the list, when we get to the bottom of the list, it's game. Or if somebody dies, <laughs> it's game. You both could die. Oh, that's going to be the hobo king all over um, again. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you don't know how much I wanted to make a Santa Claus boss battle. We don't have time for it. Um, in the event of a tie, the winner will be decided best gift by the hog father. So, I'm going to let Casey go first. So he's I, just so goddamn handsome, and he's newest to this, although Aaron will appear as though he's never done anything with these dice in his entire fucking life. <laughs> no, I've even dumbed it down to Shane. We're still going to struggle. <laughs> so, Casey, you have got to shop for Meemaw, okay? And Meemaw needs something lacy for sexy time with Peepaw. Where are we going? Okay, so we're in this mall. It's fucking crazy, and I know exactly. Like, we got to go ahead and get Meemaw out of the fucking way now. Boom. Victoria's Secret. After 50. Okay. It's a new store. They opened it up right beside the one that's not for 50-year-old women. Victoria's Centrum Silver. (laughs) Got it. All right. So, you're going to travel through this raging mall of lunatics to go to the 50-plus Victoria's Secret. Give me a roll of your D10, please. Okay, D10 rolling eight. Eight. Let's see what fucking happens to you. All right. So you make it into the Victoria's Secret, and you get just but a beer a beer moment. Listen to me. Freudian slip. Covenant <laughs> we'll alcoholics is rough. All right. You get but a mere moment to gaze at these lacy nightgowns before the store bursts into flames. I need you to give me a con saving throw or lose two HP. Is that with this one? You will need to roll me a D20. You will need to add your con score. If you are proficient in con saving throws, you'll add your proficiency bonus as well. All right. I think I gave you proficiency in con. Yeah. Because you survived so many fucking wrecks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's just plus two proficiency bonus. Is that yes. it? Okay. So that plus your con, which I think is plus two, would mean four to your roll. Okay. 13. Oh, pl- lucky number. Plus the four. All right, Casey, your incredible will to never die an indestructible <laughs> body has protected you from this flaming lingerie. Yes. I've got it. What do you grab from this burning wreck to get for Mima for Christmas? Unfortunately, everything in Victoria's Secret is highly flammable. So the only <laughs> thing I got was true. was some uh, some boy shorts that says, fuck me, daddy. All right. And then the bra uh-huh. is uh, completely see-through. You can add those to your inventory mm. list. You can see all the veins. Ta-ting, ting. All right, Aaron, you're up next. Is con short for constitution? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Correct. I'm learning. You learned much faster than Aaron. Um, <laughs> all right, Aaron. I still know nothing. Can you you go to look for hunt for Meemaw, but you notice Casey grabs it off the shelf, and you're like, "Fuck! I gotta move on, or he's gonna catch up to me." Uncle Jeffy needs something for his mysterious rash. 
You know, I was thinking Victoria's Secret. How cliche. <laughs> I'm going to get a thoughtful present. And since Uncle Jeffy can't afford fucking rash cream, I'm going to the Barnes & Noble and getting him a How to Manage Your Money Better book. All right, you're on your way to Barnes & Noble. Roll me a D10. D10. I'm really working on this game show. Yeah, go this <laughs> hey, high number, high number. That's an eight. I don't know if high number is good. Oh, I hope oh it roll again. We just burst the building into flames. Roll again. <laughs> Everything's on fire. <laughs> Everything's on fire. Well, that was worse. It was a two. It's not a... Uh, never mind. This is why you never... High number, high number. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd surges and you're carried with it. You end up in a different store. Roll oh, me a D6. Oh, no. D6, you say. That, uh... You son of a bitch. You weren't even ready. I was asking which hey! ones we needed. You were digging in your fucking I told you which ones you needed. I asked D10, D20, and D4. Oh, my God. D6. Four. All right. You have been mistakenly carried to Hibbit Sports. You still need to get something Feel, for Uncle Jeffy's mysterious rash, but your only option is to get it from Hibbit Sports. Uh, I heard that maybe rubbing the leather of another animal on you could help do away with rash, I guess. So I'm going to get him a football with real pig skin. Okay, <laughs> very good. All right, you are in the Hibbit Sports. You got him a real life baseball glove for his fucking ugly ass <laughs> rash. I really do just tune out when you talk. There we go. I, I'm just an empty space of nothing. That's what I want. All right, whatever you just did happened, and you can add it to your inventory list. Hot dog. All right, Casey, you see Aaron grab whatever the fuck it was he said he got, and you move down the list to little cousin Jimmy, who needs something to help him with his bully problem. Where are you going? <laughs> oh, oh, no, I got to be careful. Come on, I know. I knew I knew. <laughs> got to be careful. Going uh, to the fucking good store. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're yeah, not liable yeah, we're not we're not liable oh uh, okay so we're taking care of a bully problem we're going to the hallmark store and we're gonna give him a heartfelt card about how he wishes oh, he was a better friend that's so good. give me a d10 hey one that's the right oh answer, good kids. one's probably good all right the power fluctuates and the world goes dark Roll 1d4 and subtract that from any skill roll made while trying to acquire this gift. All right, rolling this one. Mm -hmm. uh, top number is... Okay, so I see a four right here on the bottom. Okay, so you've got a four. So whatever roll you make to get this gift, you're going to have to do it with a minus four. So right. what skill are you going to use to acquire this gift? It's dark. You can't see. You're in the... Where did you end up going? Uh, the Hallmark store is getting the Hallmark the, getting star is card. Blind. So you've got to find this card. What skill are you going to use to to find the right card in complete and total darkness? Insight. Insight. I'm going to use my wisdom because I know the layout of the store. I've been there a hundred times. Fucking daredevil is shit. So I go in there and I'm like, where's the card for pussy bitches? And I go up and I find it. And here I go. And it's... A six minus four is two. Oh, Casey, in the blindness, you managed to grab a fistful of cards and run out the store. When you make it back out into the daylight, you see a card that's like, sorry for ovarian cancer. <laughs> oh, it's shit. And the envelope know. doesn't fit. <laughs> Inventory. All right. Ting. Casey got a really shitty gift for little, little cousin Timmy or whatever. Aaron, <laughs> you're up next. You've got to find something for sweet Aunt Sonia. I need something to help her catch a man. 
Well, sweet Aunt Sonia uh, don't look so sweet. She look a lot like her daddy, so we're going to put some lipstick on this pig and go to the <laughs> local makeup store. What's that? Ulta. Let's go to Ulta. All right, you're moving through the mall. Give me a D10. D10. Here we go. Five. Five. All right. Five. Whatever you are after in this store is out of stock. Oh. You must make another selection in the store or lose one HP fighting the manager. <laughs> no lipstick. We'll go with mascara. All right. Bitch-ass answer. <laughs> mascara. What skill are you using? To, the manager's fighting you. You're in an embroiled battle with the manager. I said we're out of stock. Chuck in the back. Hey there, man. I, I just need to get... I'm willing to get something else. Just get out of my way. I'm going to use my wide swing. Can I, can I attack yeah, him? Yeah, knock him out. Make an attack roll. I'm going to use my wide swing. Was as my D10... No, it's D twenty. Use your D twenty. You're the worst at this. Okay, to see if I hit first. It's a oh, it's a nine. It's a nine. Do I add? You get to add your plus three, your strength modifier. Plus three. So that is nine and three is twelve. You (laughs) You know it, baby. He's just a manager. His. Alta uniform and smock is not enough to protect him. His armor class is very low. He can't want to fight me that You hard. clock him right in the teeth, and one of his teeth jams up into his upper lip, and he starts blaring. I don't get paid enough for this shit. You grab the mascara and make a mad dash out the door. Yeah. KC, you're up next. You've got to do some shopping for Peepop. He needs something to keep the squirrels out of his begonias. We're getting the gun. <laughs> All right, now we're getting the gun. Where are you going to get it? We're going to Big Rick's House of Guns. Big Rick's House of Guns. You make your way to Big Rick's House of Guns on this Christmas Eve. Roll me a D10. Six. Six. Karens have taken control of the store. <laughs> and, they are in, and their incessant screeching has driven you mad. You now have disadvantage on all wisdom-based skill checks. So... You make it into the big guns. These screaming Karens have driven you into insanity. You're blindly groping at firearms. Give me... What skill are you going to use to acquire the right gift? Powerful scream. All I'm right. going to yell right the fuck back. Okay, you used your powerful scream. Casey has deafened and shouted right back at these Karens, giving him advantage on an intimidation roll. How are you going to use your intimidation to acquire this gun? I'm going to say, get the fuck out of the way. I'm getting a gun. All right. The windows begin to shatter and the door slams shut. Not You get an advantage. You can roll a second time. See if you get a critical. Ten. All right. You got the higher of the two and you screech back with a shattering blast, knocking the Karens back into the back room. What? What gun did you grab? <laughs> what gun did you grab? We know guns. Uh, gun. A, a, a mag- magnum. A big old a mag- dirty <laughs> hair magnum. Good job. We don't For know the guns. squirrels in the yard. You'd be impressed how little we know about guns. <laughs> um, all right. So you've got that gift for Peepop. Aaron, you've got to get Peepop's something for your gun. kind, loving mama. She needs a new accessory for her dining room. Oh, sweet mama. Where are you going? Well, I know she's just going to love something from Pottery Barn. Hell oh, yeah. Make shit. your way to the Pottery Barn. Give me a D10. Come on now. Get me in that Pottery Barn. I want it. <laughs> got a six. Do we already do six? Yeah, Karens. do six. Do it again. Six is the Karens. Oh, See if you can give me another one. You get whatever this one is. I Three. All right. As you go into the Pottery Barn, the gates close behind you. <laughs> you have to make another. You have to make a second skill roll to escape. On a failure, you have to acquire your next gifts from the same store until you successfully escape. So, what are you grabbing from the Pottery Barn? I, I'm going to grab just a, a really nice chaise lounge. What skill are you going to use to acquire the correct <laughs> chaise lounge? 
my athletics. <laughs> my <laughs> biggest athletics. one. I'm going to dip, dive around everybody. No one's going to stop me. I'm going to haul that thing out on my back. Use your athletics. You roll a D20. Add your athletics. There we go. 15 and 3 is 18. Oh, you crush it. You fucking full dead squat using your little Abner nature. Pick this chase lounge up above your head, but the gates are closed. You've got to use another skill. Can't use athletics because your hands are full. So you got to give me another skill to get out of this motherfucker. I'm going to use my persuasion then. All right. You're going to persuade the gates to unlock. Roll me a persuasion roll. The gatekeeper. I'm going to look into his eyes. Hey, go, Zach. Their eyes. Hey, sir. I need to get home. Oh, yes, 16 and 420. Uh, you know how it is, man. It's the holidays. I hauled this thing over here past all the rabid grannies, and I'm just my mama's really going to love this. My mama means a lot to me. The person holding the gate you back. You got from, a mama, don't you? I, I do got a mama, and I, I can't imagine her being away from her Shade big, strong, lounge-less? strapping boy during Christmas. I'm hoping this gate. You might be on one strong enough to fight the crowds. And he opens the gates and lets you free. Thank you, As you wade back into the crowd, swinging a chase lounge, knocking people to the <laughs> side. <laughs> you see this sweet-ass chase lounge, and Aaron's got dead lifted over his head. Casey, I'm gonna you've got to get... at you. You know that means do better. You've got to get another gift, and you've got to get it quick. You've got to buy your dear old dad a more powerful means of lawn care. All right, so we're going to the John Deere outlet at the end of the mall. Oh, hell, hit it. Three. I think we already did three. Yeah, roll again. Seven. All right. A roving gang of feral children have taken the security carts for a joyride. Give me a deck save or lose three HP. Uh, is that the 20? Yep. Eight. Oh, uh, no. Casey gets clipped by one of these feral children. <laughs> oh, no. Legs swept out from under him as he gets run over by a golf cart. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, fuck. You lose three HP, Casey. You're I'm at seven. seven. That's Shit. a powerful gas. Uh, right, you limp your way into the John Deere <sighs> outlet. Give me a give me a skill check to um acquire the correct John Deere. Uh, okay, so I'm going to use my performance. All right, dude. I'm baby. going to go to the oldest man in there and just start talking to him in his own people language and just summon the tractor from him just through the power of me, of just me acting for yes. him. Give me a, putting, okay, so give me here a tractor we go. performance roll. D20 plus so your performance skill. I I've I've never hey, I've never had a a, tra- a, a lawnmower before. Same ain't got nobody lawnmowers. Plus 4 12 12 you talk to Peepaw so long, Peepaw falls asleep. No! And Shit. You, you see beside you an abandoned old jalopy of a lawnmower, and it's the only one that the chain isn't quite locked on. So you pick it up, break it between your gorilla paws, <laughs> and drive out on this old rackety fucking hoot. <laughs> riding it through the mall. Aaron, you see him come riding out of the John Deere in the mall, the ugliest fucking lawnmower you've ever seen. And I also have a gun. <laughs> looking, looking real good here. You've got, one, you've got one more person to buy for, and you know you can't fail. You've got to buy your sweet significant other a means of global domination. Where are you shopping? I'm shopping online. You can't. Amazon's burned to the ground. (laughs) Amazon's burned to the ground. I'm going to go to the YouTube store. All right. You stop at a mall kiosk at a radio shack (laughs) and get on the computer. Hey, I can just buy online. I'm going to get a gift card for the premium. (laughs) All right. I'll take it. You You start hacking around on this old 1996 Dell computer. Trying to buy her what again for global domination? A YouTube premium gift card. <laughs> okay, that'll do it. Um, give me a D10 to navigate to the Radio Shack. Four. Uh, you roll. 
God damn. Let's see what's in there. Uh, protesters are up into a frenzy. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> this store is unavailable. Pick a new one and roll again. Come on, man. You can't get to the computer to order online. You've got to find another way to do it or another store to shop at. Where going, are you going? Great American Cookie Company. <laughs> Perfect. Roll again. <laughs> they got Wi-Fi yeah. hotspot. Got a seven this time. Seven. We already did that. Do it again. All right. I'm just going to give yeah. you a window. We've got a, a one, a lowly one. Oh, we haven't done one yet. Perfect. And we have. See, power fluctuates, crowd surges. Done it. Done it. <laughs> gates closed, protesters, <laughs> out of stock, Karens, crazy kids, burst into flames. Uh, oh, I got you one. I got you one. Who's um, left? Aaron, pick one or two and roll Bring me a D2. Them. Use your use your powerful D2. Okay. Pick one or two. Or what did you roll? I rolled a four. On a D2, jackass! <laughs> you got a quarter? I you got, got a D2! A this would have been a two. Fine, fuck you then. You run into your ex while shopping, and <gasps> she's doing fucking great. Your uh, confidence is shattered. No. Subtract one D4 from all charisma checks from here on out. Oh. All right. You bust up into the Great American Cookie Co- Company. Your heart broken. World destroyed. You drag yourself up there, but you remember the woman you're with, the woman you love. You've got to get her the perfect cookie for world domination. What are you going to get and how are you doing it? Well, she's brilliant and she foresaw possibly not being able to get the YouTube premium gift card that would have allowed us global mm-hmm. domination mm-hmm. and instead has a backup mind control drug that we can lace in the Great American Cookie yes. Company cookies. Yes, perfect. So I'm going to go for those patented double doozies. Oh, Everybody loves Google. those little cookies Ooh, with a cream in between. Yes, all right. Roll me a skill check. What skill are you using? I'm going to go with... To acquire the perfect cookie. I'm going to go with a survival. Here. Yes, because if you don't get it, <laughs> your ass is dead. I don't cookies either. Oh, she'll beat you to death. Skill check 20, day 20. You should see her character sheet. It's fucking oh, pimp. It's a 16. It's a S- 16 plus the survival is 18. Nicely done. Yes. You do well. You get the warmest, most juiciest, perfect, fresh out of the oven cookies mm. and get them sealed away and out of the mall. You guys run screaming with your load out to the mall out into the parking lot and dump it out onto the ground. Now, it seems like nobody necessarily particularly failed to miss anybody on their list. But that's where the decision comes in. Casey, you got two duds while you're going through this game. You got the busted-ass lawnmower and the shitty cancer survivor Hallmark card. <laughs> Those so, are pretty bad, bro. I'm going to give the win for Christmas... Double Death Dash or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> Holiday Death Dash. I'm giving it to Aaron. Aaron, you did a great job. You have no idea how Dungeons Dude, and Dragons works. Casey, yeah, you yeah, fundamentally yeah. did Dungeons and Dragons better than Aaron ever. Yeah. yeah. I'm very proud of you. Better than I ever will. So Sick. after that exhausting experiment, I want to end very simply to sum up the game with your closing statements. You guys know me. We've been friends for a very long time. We're very close to each other. And even though I'm probably the world's worst gift giver ever, I want you guys to get me a gift. Money is no object. Tangible, intangible. Nothing's off the table. Nothing means nothing, as once quoted by the brave macho man. So what are you going to get me that represents our connection? Something that's uniquely you and uniquely me. Something that represents who we are as a team of hogs. Appease your hog father. What you get me for Christmas? I'll give you a minute to think about That's it, but if you're ready, jump in. Yeah. It's got to come straight from the heart. Yep. And we've talked about the things I like today, so. 
True, true. I would just, I think I would get you your own dojo. Hey. Because that goes, that goes back to, uh, you know, our beginnings as friends. You, you've been in the karate biz as long as I've known you. And as I know it's, it's always been something you've, uh, you've really wanted, you know, like your, your dream of eventually being your, your own leader and like helping mold minds in the community. I, I think, you know, just going ahead and taking that weight off your shoulders, you don't have to, uh, f- you know, get your own dojo by your own means. It's just, here yeah, you go, free man. I know this school. means a lot to you. This is your place. Do That's with it as rad. you will. That's rad. That's pretty cool, man. That was some sweet-ass shit. You're too kind sometimes. You boys, we really do love each other here at Talking Hogs. We yell at each other and scream profanities. But we do take care of each other. Casey, can you give me a better gift than my dreams come true? Uh, I would get you a legit, like, handcrafted, like, leather-bound notebook. That's cool. Just specifically, so keep all my conspiracy bullshit in. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I see you either writing on the laptop or in your pad, and when you come in and I see all your notes that you write, it's like a like a ransom note, and I love it. <laughs> it does. And uh, that's how that's how you like to get your ideas down. We all put we all do it in different ways here. If you looked at my phone and how I do notes for this show, it's like it's a secret language that no one can understand. But I feel me. you. And I look at yours, and it's just like the descent into madness. Yeah, there's so many and, red squiggly lines on this ha- word document, and to have that in something that is like so tangible and it lasts as long as what you want to you can put it up and look at later for laughs damn boy like some protection charms also I'd get you it. a pocket pussy dude because that's <laughs> fucking dope <laughs> we back. have always supported male masturbation sleeves <laughs> here at Talk Nogs and we won't stop uh, that's the, the first time I caught by a pocket pussy I'm sorry for the offensive language Master- masturbatory male sleeves male masturbatory sleeve. there we go there we, go. we are not liable <laughs> Yes, that episode is titled We Are Not Liable. A Christmas Special. Guys, that was super sweet and super caring. And you know what? For Christmas, I'm going to give you a special gift. Everybody wins today. Yay. You guys are amazing hogs, and it's been fun recording with you. And as we go into another year of doing this, I look forward to doing it basically forever. So listen to our asses, even if you don't like us. Pretend that you do. Just do it anyway. And give us money and support our shit. We work really fucking hard. Way too fucking hard. I know. We love y'all. All Keep hogging spatial spatial media. Spatial media. That's what they tell the me. Future. Twitter oh, at Hogs Talking. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram at Talking Hogs. Uh, Gmail, Talking Hogs Podcast at gmail.com. Email us. Email us. Uh, send us <laughs> ideas and shit. Uh, if uh, maybe we'll do some kind of like, if you share us, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll take Aaron to a pig farm. Yeah, if you think you can do better, tell I'll, us. I'll go to a pig farm, and guys. we'll take pictures of it and we'll prove it. And until the then, hugs. Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas. Keep, keep hogging. hogging. Keep hogging.